Welcome to the Foundry, where leaders are forged daily. I'm your host, George Roberts. Welcome back, entrepreneurs. Today, we welcome Brian Briscoe, founder of Four Oaks Capital. Welcome, Brian. Hey, thanks a lot. Thanks for having me. All right. So usually I like to start the interview by asking people, what was the most memorable job you worked before turning to entrepreneurship? You know, I mean, really, I've, I've had one job for 20 years, you know, and prior to that, uh, you know, it's been a long time since I've had any other jobs. So I'll just say, you know, I've been active duty Marine for 20 years. And I, I think, you know, 30, 40, 50 years from now, that'll still be the most memorable job. Absolutely. Well, thank you for your service. Thank you. Uh, so then at some point um, you got involved in real estate. So mm -hmm. how did you get your start? You know, I, I realized, you know, after reading like Rich Dad, Poor Dad and, you know, Cash Flow Quadrant and a bunch of other books on finances that I really needed to start working on that asset column, you know, not just, you know, money in one you know, money in one side, money out the other side, you know, like, like a lot of people do, but uh, um, decided that uh, I would just start buying single families. And, you know, I was, this was, you know, 15 or so years ago and I was, you know, already active duty and I hadn't made the decision to go make Marine Corps a career at the time, but I just thought as long as I'm active duty, I'll just buy a house every time I move and we'll rent it out. And that's, that was just the easiest way that I could think of to start accumulating assets and putting, you know, um, appreciating or cash flowing assets in the asset column to start creating wealth. So, and that, that was really it. And I always had kind of a mind towards, you know, buying more real estate and, um, you know, eventually that led me to, to multifamily. So, yeah. Awesome. Anything more to say about uh, going from the single family space to multifamily? Any sort of aha moment? <laughs> you know, one, one of the aha moments was, you know, I, I was I was deployed. I had a lot of time on my hands. And, and I mean, really, the aha moment was that the single family, although I had proof of concept because, you know, I had a ton of appreciation, you know, um, you know balance sheet. I, I had, you know, acquired a significant net worth compared to where I started. I mean, it wasn't, you know, quit your job and, and, uh, you know, live happy for the rest of your life net worth. But, uh, I had, I had six figures in, in a couple of properties, uh, in equity. And I just realized that the potential's there, but for, for this to make a meaningful impact, I needed to be able to scale. I needed to be able to have more than single digit, single family. And, you know, I started spreadsheeting. And at one point I realized that I was going to need, you know, roughly 60 to 80 units, um, you know, at the, at the, the current, you know, obviously, you know, I, I use some, some local market data to figure that out, but um, in the markets that I was in, wanting to invest in, I needed 60 to 80 units to be able to um, live, you know, the life that I wanted without having to work. And um, the amount of time and effort it was going to take to get there was, you know, seemed, like it wasn't uh, wasn't going to be feasible in a short amount of time. And that was, in a way, a little bit depressing. It's just like, man, you know, I've I've been doing this for a while. I'm I'm 40, and you know, if if I have to keep on doing this for another 20 or 30 years to be able to retire comfortably, it's it's too long. But uh, 
So long story short, I, I found multifamily and I found that as a way to um, basically skip uh, several steps in the single family journey where, you know, if you, if you find a 24 unit, it's, it's almost like a buy one, get 23 free sale. So I found that as a, as a way to get from, you know, single digit, um, single digit, single family homes to, you know, that, that 60 to 80 mark a lot quicker. I love it. So that's a very interesting mark to be at, right? When you're the 60, 80, you still have those so-called mom and pop owners. Sometimes you find some assets that are mispriced. So do you have any good stories, maybe an acquisition uh, where somebody maybe mismanaged the property and you were able to take it up and uh, manage in a much better way? We've got a couple of those. Um, you know, one of them where we're turning the corner on, it was a section eight ho- uh, housing play. Um, 32 unit, uh, actually it was a 33 unit. They, they were leasing out the leasing offices as, as a studio apartment and, and we continue to do so. But um, we actually purchased the property for less than the owner paid for it. And he bought it in 2001, 2002 timeframe. But in the last, I don't know how long, but uh, it, it seemed like at least five to 10 years, the owner just hadn't put any significant money into the apartments. You know, um, this is Columbia, South Carolina, where summers are, you know, hot and humid. And number one, they had no air conditioning, you know, so it wasn't a desirable place to live. Um, The owner didn't didn't provide appliances, you know, for for the residents, you know, and if you if you think about it, um, low income housing, people who can't afford to pay rent usually can't afford to, you know, buy a stove and a fridge when they move in either. So um, for good reason, the property was about 50% occupancy when we purchased it. So um, in, in roughly a year since we've owned it, um, we, we've renovated a significant amount. Um, we've worked directly with the housing authority to be able to bring in better tenants um, and to be able to start filling it up. And the other thing we were able to do is, and this is, this is still a work in progress, but there's other Section 8 voucher programs that were that actually pay us more to do what we're doing. So um, just by changing from one section eight program to another section eight program, our rents are going to jump about, you know, 70 to 75%. So um, I think that's probably the, the clearest example. Um, another one, I mean, incidentally, we, we got a unsolicited LOI on this one, you know, last week, um, just working with, with a seller who had a, an urgency to sell, you know, he, he wanted to sell his property to do a 1031 exchange. And this, this was um, about this time last year. And he found the property that he wanted to move into. So he had to, he had to pull a trigger really quickly and he knew we were interested. So we, we negotiated a great purchase price, um, you know, 2.4 million for an 80 unit apartment building. And, you know, I got an unsolicited LOI in my email two days ago at, at uh, 4 million, you know, and, the broker indicated that's, that's, you know, the starting point and they would accept counters. So just looking at the numbers, I mean, 1.6 million, I mean, math in public, that's, that's also a 75% uh, increase in value just, and, and most of that value came from, we just bought, right. We, we bought at a really solid price, uh, an owner who was really wanting to get out. And, you know, if we, if we sold right now, we'd make a pretty, pretty good turn on our, our investment. That's awesome. Now, is that a Forex Capital purchase? 
Yeah, yeah, both of those are Four Oaks Capital purchases. Oh, and okay. all, all, incidentally, all of my all of my apartment investing activity as a as a GP or a sponsor has been with Four Oaks. Okay, awesome. And so then, um, what's the largest that you've purchased at this point? Uh, we have a hundred and sixty seven unit in Augusta, Georgia. All right, cool. Now I know a lot of people, you know, when they get up to that say hundred unit mark or even a sixty to eighty have to find a, a sponsor. You know, they have to be a co-sponsor on a deal before they do that. Did you go through that stage? You know, uh, for the for the first uh, first first purchase we did, we had to find a sponsor, you know, and basically all we lacked was experience, you know. So we had, we had all the other boxes checked that you need to be able to get the loan. Uh, we just didn't have experience. But uh, um, so ba- basically first deal, we, we got somebody to come in as a, as a key principal, you know, put their experience on the line for us. And um, they still serve as a mentor. And when, when we have issues, we, we pick up the phone and call them. But uh, um, that's getting fewer and far between now. But after that, it was, uh, you know, the, the, the lenders were giving us loans on our own merits. So um, we, we've been very fortunate with that. So the, for the 167, you know, we, we didn't need anything. Um, incidentally, that's our most recent purchase. And so we, we had, you know, seven loans, in, you know, Forks Capital, we had, we had seven loans combined prior to, and that was enough to, to meet the experience threshold. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. So then, um, What's your MO? Like when you go out looking for properties, what sort of deals are you looking for? What what are you offering to your clients? Are you you doing 506C? We do 506Bs um, in general. And typically we, we like the Southeast. Um, all the Four Oaks uh, founders have ties to the Southeast. Three of the four live in the Carolinas right now. Um, you know, my tie is my wife was uh, born and raised in Lexington, South Carolina. So you know, we, we go there frequently and, you know, I'll, I'll be back down there in a, in a week or two, but um, end of the day, we're looking Southeast Carolinas and Georgia. We're looking for value add B or C class properties. And you know, like I said, we do 506 B. So we, we allow other people, you know, accredited and non-accredited investors to invest with us. And that's uh, something that I think we'll do. We'll continue to do for, for the you know, foreseeable future, just because, you know, we, we want to, we want these opportunities to be available to everybody, you know, and not just, you know, people with a balance sheet of a million dollars or more. Yeah. I just love that. I think that's a very important thing. And it's something that's getting a little lost over the years. At first, I understand the 506C was not very popular at all, but now is that you've got these uh, third-party verifications. It seems like everybody's doing them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what about the next big step for Four Oaks? You know, we, we've got a lot of irons in the fire. We got a couple of new uh, programs that we're running. Um, you know, one of them is is my baby. You know, it's it's called Tribe of Titans, but we're we're creating a community uh, where investors can come, learn, network, and and do everything else. Um, it's based around educational content. That's uh, you know, we we've we've spent a couple of years and you know several probably hundred thousand dollars combined to educate ourselves on the business and basically trying to be able to impart that to others. But, you know, Tribe of Titans is what it's called. Um, and then the other thing we're, we're doing is um, we have this service called Cashflow Concierge where we're, we're helping people, you know, find the smaller deals, you know, for, for our syndications, we, we like the, the hundred and above um, 
But, you know, if we have some well-qualified investors who, you know, potentially want to have a 20 or a 40 unit that's, that they can call their own, um, we'll help them find it, you know, obviously for a fee, but uh, we'll help them find it. And we, we have several people that uh, have expressed interest. We've actually closed on two properties through this, this cash flow concierge program and, you know, busily looking for, for number three. Um, but yeah, those, those are, those, that's basically what's, uh, what's co- coming up in the near future. Um, and then obviously we're going to continue to find uh, the larger properties and do our 506B syndications. That's exciting. So tell me a little bit more about the private Titan. So this is your educational arm yeah. of Four Oaks. And so what sort of things are you doing? Are you doing like boot camps or one-on-one mm-hmm. mentoring? Yeah. So we're, we're going to start a little smaller. Um, I am still active duty. And so, you know, my, my time is, um, I, I spent a lot of time in the Pentagon, uh, to be honest with you today, you know, I, I happened to arrange a telework, which is why we're, we're able to talk, but, uh, um, the tribe of Titans, it's, it's basically going to be the beginning of all of that. You know, we will eventually have boot camps. Um, you know, we will eventually have one-on-one coaching. Um, but right now we have, you know, a lot of basic educational information on there, you know, how to get started, you know, how to, how to analyze markets, how to do, you know, basically how to get your start. And we're continuing to add content, you know, almost on a daily basis to, um, to what we have. Um, we're, we're going to, to make it live on July 1st. So, you know, right now it's, it's uh, a lot of content and it's a lot of ideas, but we've also been doing, you know, weekly networking events and monthly meetups just to kind of grow our network and be able to, you know, make, make this launch valuable. So people will be able to come in, you know, we we've curated a network of people who are interested in investing people who are experienced and looking for, you know, maybe, maybe some, some people to help some more horsepower. So anyway, we think this is going to be, you know, a very popular product. It's going to be something that people can come in and, you know, for, for a very, very low, you know, we're in charge like 30 bucks a month, but for, for a very, for the cost of a, you know, cup of coffee every other day, you know, you, you can, you can get, you know, a lot of value, a lot of content. Um, you will have at least one weekly live session where um, one of, you know, either me or one of the partners is going to be, you know, online leading it. So end of the day, we just want to form a community of people um, who are all interested in apartments. They can, you know, find other people to invest with, find partners, find mentors, find deals even, and, and be able to, reach the next step, whatever it is. Who would you say had the greatest influence on your entrepreneurial career? You know, that's a good question. Um, I'd say probably my dad in a lot of ways. I mean, and he was, he was, he kind of dabbled with a couple of entrepreneurial things. You know, he, he joined Amway in like the eighties, you know, and, and tried to make that work. And, um, you know, I, I remember him, him always talking about, you know, having to, to try to disconnect his, um, his time and his money, but, uh, you know, he ended up, uh, you know, working a government job all his life and is on a pension right now. But, um, you know, Amway was, was really big on self-education. And so he had like, uh, a Tupperware, a big Tupperware box full of cassette tapes that were all just, you know, motivational and educational. And, um, I, I'd, basically take one or two at a time and listen to it, listen to people like Zig Ziglar talk about, you know, how to, how to do things. But so I think that really planted the seed for me was just, you know, watching my dad, you know, try to, 
um, try to make this Amway thing work. And I went to a lot of conferences with him and I, I would ask to go with him, you know, because it, it really fascinated me. And, you know, I, I just saw the potential of, you know, just the entrepreneurship, the potential of being a business owner, um, you know, and so uh, I remember my, my dad, he, he, he did that, tried that for a couple of years, didn't work too well for him. But I remember one time he told me, he's, he's like, hey, you know, if you ever want to figure out this money thing, you need to go find yourself a mentor. You need to go find somebody who can teach you. You need to find somebody who can walk you through the steps. And then he, he says, and that's not me. He's like, you, I'll give you advice on anything you want, but don't ask me about money because I've never figured it out. But long story short, you know, he's, he's kind of been that person for me that's, um, you know, influenced me in that direction. Okay. So then in terms of inspiration, like what keeps you going as an entrepreneur? Do you have an inspiring quote or maybe a big why, something like that? You know, my, my big why, I didn't realize it. Um, you know, I think everybody's why is there for, for me, it's the family. It's, it's related to family. It's related to kids. Um, I have five kids and um, you in the military, you know, I've had to pick them up and move them many, many times. And um, one day I just had a particularly low moment and I was deployed. We were in a, a situation where I had zero contact with my kids. They had zero contact with me for, for several months and, you know, I just realized that I had to change something, you know, and this was, this is back to the, you know, the, the 60 to 80, when I figured out how many it would take for me to, to buy my time back. Um, it, it was basically that same, same period where I kind of realized that, you know, if I didn't do anything different, if I didn't, you know, take some big steps to disconnect my, my time from my income, that I would continue you know, as a, you know, U.S. Marine to deploy when the Marine Corps tells me to deploy and to be away from my family when the Marine Corps tells me to be away from my family. And that's, um, she, my, my why is, you know, I don't want to force my kids to, to move ever again, to uproot them and, and replant them over and over again, um, where we're kind of done with that. So um, this has enabled me to basically retire from the Marine Corps and end that chapter and move on to something else. Have you got any um, advice for your younger self? Yeah, my younger self wouldn't have listened to me. So no, <laughs> I mean, that, that's, that's the honest truth. Um, but I, for, for anyone younger who's listening to this, I would just say, start, you know, just whatever, whatever you decide you want to do, just start, you know, and you're going to learn more by doing than you ever will by listening to people like, like me talk about it. All right. How about this? Can you send us out with a memorable story from your entrepreneurial journey? Maybe you told us a couple of stories of your properties. Hmm. You know, the, the entrepreneurial journey has been a lot of, um, I hate to say it, a lot of slam doors, you know, there, there's been a lot of, opportunities. And it just, it just takes that big burning why to push you through. Um, I think one of, one of the best stories is um, calling a broker up, you know, and this was, this was over two years ago. Um, before we, we closed on our first deal, we were actually, we didn't know it yet, but we were on the threshold of getting the first deal under contract. But I call a broker up uh, based out of Greenville, South Carolina. And if anybody's watching the video, that's, that's my virtual background is, is Greenville. Um, but I talked to him and I, I said, Hey, I want to buy you lunch or coffee. Can can we meet in person? You know, I'm going to be down in Greenville next week. would love to meet you. And he said, Nope. 
I'm like, what? I, I was kind of shocked. He's like, no, no, I, I don't do that. He's like, I, I get, I get probably a dozen calls um, like this every week from people who want to buy properties. And quite frankly, it's a waste of my time. So we're not going to, no, we're not going to meet. And he further explained that, that he gets his business from sellers. And, you know, once, once people are owners, that's who he talks with. You know, if, if we were, if I were a property owner, he'd be glad to sit down and talk with me because that could potentially lead to him getting a commission, you know? And I was just like, oh my good. Well, actually at first I was shocked and maybe a little mad, but um, I learned a lot from that because other brokers weren't calling me back. And he was the first person who was just honest with me about why. Um, but, you know, long story short, a couple months later, we, we've actually closed two deals with him since then, mm-hmm. you know? So, um, and I don't know if he, he probably doesn't remember me, but basically how it worked out is after we closed on our first property, somebody, a mutual, uh, a mutual friend, um, basically said, Hey, you know, broker's name, I want to introduce you to the four Oaks guys, you know? And he sent us an email. He invited us over to his place. We sat down to lunch together and, you know, basically started the relationship. So with, within a six month time frame, we went from, Nope, I'm not even going to give you the time of day to, you know, come on over, let's talk, let's eat, let's do all this stuff together. And like I said, we've closed two deals with him as a broker and, you know, hopefully we'll get a couple more, but uh, anyway, it's, it's, it's a long road, but you know, just, just keep on remembering that why keep on pushing forward. Yeah. I love it. It's that law of the first deal makes such a difference. Yeah. Brian, I would like to Thank you for joining us today. That's an outstanding story of entrepreneurship. Thank you very much. Yeah, thanks a lot. I appreciate your time, man.